Welcome. You're listening to Lan Asari's podcast, the founder of God's Tabernacle Church in Ghana. As you listen, may you be blessed immensely. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you. Father, we ask that you touch every life at the sound of my voice, that you move, Holy Spirit. Please guide. We've been through tough times. We've been through a COVID situation. We've been through elections. Father, we thank you for wonderful elections. We thank you for safety. We thank you for guidance. We thank you that you took us through, as a nation, Ghana, you took us through this election safely, Father, that there were no riots, there were no deaths, there were no unfortunate events, there were no coup d'etat. Father, we thank you for all these things. And we ask that as we're about to enter into your presence, Father, please come into our midst. May the entrance of your word bring light into the dark parts of our lives. Father, may you guide us, Lord, and lead us in accordance to your perfect will. In Jesus' name we pray and say amen. Hallelujah. You are blessed. Welcome to another Sunday service. Um, I'm going to be preaching a very short message. Amen. Today, I'm going to be teaching about evangelism and then the importance of evangelism in the life of a Christian. Now, um, I've been teaching this actually for a while with my shepherds, and then I, I really felt God telling me that this is something that wasn't just a message for shepherds, but it was a message for Christians as a whole. You know, so I felt led to share it with every everyone. You know, and I felt like there's a particular message that Jesus Christ is trying to put out there that he's been putting out there for a long time, but we've not been sensitive enough and we've not been connected to the vine to be able to understand and to be able to flow with what Jesus is trying to do because uh, evangelism is is something that is dear to the heart of God you know one of the things that you come to the realization as a Christian is that God has been trying to save everyone from the beginning of time God has been trying to save everyone God has been trying to save people I mean, to the point that he sent his only begotten son to die for our sins because he, he, has, he, has, he has done so much in terms of sacrifice and in terms of so many things to, to bring us back to him. So I realized that um, evangelism is something that God has been in his heart. And it's something that as a Christian, if we're connected to the heart of God, we, we are meant to flow in and it's meant to be a part of us it's like it becomes like a basic principle because if it's if evangelism is not in a sense in quote a basic thing to a christian then then there's a problem somewhere because you are basically taking things that you should know it's like it's like a a, a young student that doesn't understand one plus one two plus two that's that's how evangelism should be it should be a basic thing that is a part of every christian but unfortunately it is not it, it has been tuned to the world as this kind of extremity where it's like you are forcing certain religious things on people and it's like you're forcing your own ideas, you're imposing 
you're imposing your religion, you're imposing your thoughts and things. But it's not like that. And you see, the devil has desensitized the world to the point that um, we've come to believe evangelism to be a difficult thing. And I say this because I have experienced a part of it. I remember there was this particular time I went to my church vicinity, and, and this was some years ago when I started my church, and I went to my church vicinity to evangelize. And I prayed. I, I felt a certain power well up within me. And I said, no, I had to do evangelism because I remember I hadn't done evangelism in a while and I felt that there was something lacking in me. And as a result of that, I knew that I needed to, to evangelize because I knew that I was doing everything else as a Christian except evangelism, which was so important to God. You know, so I decided that, look, as soon as I got to the place, I was going to do the evangelism. And I remember as soon as I landed, I almost froze because I remember something overwhelming came over me and I struggled to, to even come out of my shell to speak to anyone. Look, people passed by me left and right. And this wasn't the first time I'd done evangelism. I mean, I, I, I used to do a lot of evangelism even when I was younger than that time. I used to win souls a lot. You know, so it was a very weird experience and a weird time for me. I stood there and any, anybody I tried to open my mouth to speak to, I would freeze. And it was such a shocking experience. And I remember I was just thinking about this. So at the point, I started pray, praying in tongues and I told God that, no, there is definitely something wrong with me and there's something wrong with what is happening. And I remember that particular day, I spoke to only one person and the person had already given their lives to Christ. But I remember it took everything in me to, to speak to that person. It took everything in me to open up my mouth, to go towards the person and then ask the person, that, oh, hello, please, can I talk to you about Jesus? Can I take a little bit of your time? And the person said, oh, yes. And then I asked the person, that, are, you, are you born again? And the person was like, oh, yeah, they're born again. So I asked the person, what does it mean? To be born again, like what, what? What does it mean when you you are telling me that you are born again? And the person was like, "Oh, that accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and personal Savior." And I was like, "Oh, okay, wonderful." So I started to ask the person about the church that the person is in and how the person, like what the person is doing in church and how the person is going about the Christian life to sort of like help the person and guide the person. So I encourage the person to work more in um, their church. But I realized that. That particular day, there was something that I was lacking. And I remember a particular scripture that came to my mind. I think it's Acts 4 verse 13. It says that, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that what? That they were unlearned and ignorant men. They took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. And I realized that, you see, one of the things about evangelism that you need to understand is that evangelism is a byproduct of being with Jesus. If you spend enough time with Jesus, that boldness to evangelize, it will be made manifested in you. You see, there, there's, I don't think there's a particular special thing because Jesus Christ has, has commanded us to evangelize. Jesus has given us the command, go into the world and then win every soul. So I don't think there's a special grace per se to actually do the evangelism. I believe that there's a, there's a particular grace to win certain souls or certain people but I don't think there's a particular grace to do the evangelism on its own because it, it has already been commanded. So I believe that the grace has already been given. It takes us to, 
to, to commune with that grace, to connect to the vine and receive that grace and then be able to evangelize. But then by God's grace, I was able to evangelize after that day. I was, I was able to, to continue because it was a very weird time for me. But I thank God that I was able to get through it. And now I'm saying this because I realize that a lot of you may look at evangelism and it may look beyond you, but it is not. Evangelism is not beyond you. As a Christian, evangelism is like one plus one. It's like ABCs. It's a basic thing for every Christian. So you need to learn how to commit yourself to evangelism and do the work. Okay. So now before I, I, I continue, I'm, I'm going to teach you about the importance of evangelism. Because, you know, sometimes, you know, when, when we were kids, one of the things we never understood was the importance of, of an education. It took us to grow to an extent before we realized the importance of an education. And we realized that if you didn't have an education, your opportunities in life were probably less than 75%. You know, so it took us going before we understood. So before I, I, I even continue about um, how to evangelize and all that, I'm going to give you the importance of evangelism so that I can raise your faith towards evangelism. So that when you stand somewhere or when you are, you are in your room and you know that this whole year you have not won a single soul, you know that you are really failing as a Christian. Amen. And that you are really lacking something as a Christian. Hallelujah. Now, before that, I just want to explain something. You know, you may, people ask, okay, so what exactly is evangelism? Like, is, there, is there a terminology? Is there an explanation to what evangelism is? Now, I was reading an article um, of a particular anointed person. I've not met the person before, but I, I found the article to be very, very powerful. And it, it was written by a, a Samuel and, and, and Swa. I don't know how to pronounce the name well, so kindly forgive me. But his name is Samuel and Swa. Now, he explained evangelism, right, as the ability of a Christian to obey the Great Commission, which is going everywhere to make disciples of Jesus Christ, or to make disciples for Jesus Christ. Now he explained it, you see, he explained evangelism as the ability of a Christian to do it, to obey the great command. So you see, so what he's saying here is that we have been given a great command, which is to go everywhere and preach the gospel, and not only uh, end it there, but we're supposed to make disciples for and of Christ. You know, so he was saying that evangelism is the ability of every Christian to be able to obey that command. You know, the Bible says in in, in Samuel that in First Samuel that to obey is better than to sacrifice, and it's one of the things every Christian needs to learn. And a lot of our sacrifice is as a result of disobedience. It's as a result of not obeying. So we, we, we take the Bible and then we only follow the things that are convenient for us. But it's not supposed to be so. Even when you're getting married, one of the things that they make you say is that for better or for worse, meaning that, look, when you are in terrible times, God is still God. When you're in terrible times, God is still God. When you're in good times, God is still God. It's not only when you're struggling that you remember God, that you realize that, oh no, I need to be on fire for God. No, but and it's not only when you are doing well as a Christian, because a lot of us, as soon as God blesses us, that's it. We vanish from the system of Christianity. We vanish. 
we're now into into enjoyment and all kinds of things but the things that god is not a god of circumstance god is a god of of entirety so if you are only serving god due to circumstance then you are not going far as a christian amen you know so uh, so as a christian you need to understand that evangelism is the ability for you to obey that command that jesus christ gave a long time ago you know and that comes to my to my first point as to why evangelism is important and the first point is because jesus christ commanded it amen evangelism is important because jesus christ commanded it okay now the bible says in in matthew 16 verse 15 if you have your bible no sorry mark 16 verse 15. i can't imagine you not being in church without a bible but it says that and he said unto them go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature he that believes and is baptized shall be saved but he that believeth not shall be damned now you see the bible is saying that go ye into all the world you see jesus christ he gave us a command and the command is that we should go into all the world and preach the gospel this command has been there since before we were born so your ability to obey that command is is what the term evangelism is to you as a person so if you stand somewhere and say oh i evangelize or or i'm a christian or whatever and and you are not evangelizing if you say you're a christian you're not evangelizing it means that you are lacking in the ability to obey probably the greatest command that jesus christ has given us amen you know so i find it difficult to to i find it difficult to recognize a christian that does not evangelize because then then what are you doing because it's like a student who just studies and then never writes exams to 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 show himself approved of the studies because at a point you will not even look have you not noticed that even when you are studying for examinations you realize that you don't remember most of the things you learned in the semester so if you are just studying without examining yourself then it's like you are just studying and not keeping anything so as a christian if you stand somewhere and you are not evangelizing then what is the point of being a christian what is the point what is the point of being a christian if you are not sharing christ with other people what is the point of being a christian if you are not saving the souls that christ came to die for it's like and, and you see to a large extent you are being very selfish because it's like you have received this great salvation and you are just keeping it to yourself and at a point god is asking you that why are you keeping it to yourself why are you not sharing this great thing that you have experienced this great christian life that you have received amen so this is we're supposed to evangelize because jesus christ commanded it amen jesus christ gave us a command and the things that as a christian you must learn to follow the command amen it is it is it is pivotal in your life as a christian that you follow the commands of christ amen hallelujah now the second reason why evangelism is important is because the disciples commanded it amen it is because the, the disciples commanded it now let me just read a quick scripture the bible says in first timothy 4 verse 2 
um, sorry, Second Timothy. You should you should really learn to to open your Bibles when you are listening to a message because sometimes the scriptures may be wrong or people could be falsely misleading you in the Bible. Now the Bible says that preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort all suffering and doctrine. Now you see the Bible is saying that was preach the word. The disciples, you see, the disciples received the command from Christ. And then they also continued in it. Now, in Second Timothy, Paul was telling Timothy, he wrote a letter to Timothy, he was saying that what? Preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. Preach the word. Be instant in season. Look, some of you need to learn how to be instant in season when it comes to evangelism. You need to learn how to be walking around. Let's say maybe you went out to do some shopping. And then the Holy Spirit touches you at the shopping. Look, you can lead someone to Christ. Maybe you, you, you saw somebody and then something piqued you about the person. An interest was piqued in you concerning the person. Look, you can walk up to the person and preach to the person. Because the Bible says that, what? Be instant in and out of season. It, you see, that's, that part of the Bible speaks about a certain sporadic type of Christianity where you don't need to plan everything. It's like, oh, I haven't really prayed. I haven't really done this. You are giving yourself excuses. You need to be instant in and out of season. You can, you, look, you can come, when you come to Christ, you realize that it's even, it's even instant in and out of season. It's usually not a planned thing. You don't plan to come to Christ. No, you don't actually plan to come to Christ. Usually, you go to a service and the, the word overwhelms you or the word grabs you and then you give your life to Christ usually or someone catches you and the person speaks to you the person talks to you about Christ and then you feel like okay I need to give my life to Jesus and you give your life to Jesus amen you know so when so so it's it's instant in and out of season so as a Christian when you stand somewhere and say that look I need preparation all the time to be able to do anything for God then you will never get far because Christianity has a certain level of sporadic events in it. A lot of things that Jesus Christ did. Look, the Bible says that as soon as he was, as soon as the Holy Spirit fell on him, the Bible says that he was led to the wilderness. Jesus Christ did not say that, oh, Holy Spirit, I need to go home and, you know, let my family know that, you know, I'll not be around for 40 days and 40 nights because I need to go and do some retreat. No, look, as a Christian, learn to be instant in and out of season. Not everything needs to be planned. The Holy Spirit leads. The Bible says that those who are led by the Spirit are like, are, are like the wind or a cloud of fire. You know, so, so it's, 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 it talks about a certain level of, of sporadic nature. So if you stand there, you always need to be led. It's like unless a, a, a meeting is organized for you to evangelize, you will never evangelize. Then I'm telling you as a Christian, you will never go far. Unless a prayer meeting is held, you will never pray. Then you will never go far. Because if you don't allow yourself to enter God's presence or to do the work of God sporadically, you can never go far. Because I love, look, when Jesus Christ was recruiting the disciples, they did not expect it. It was instant. It was out of season. Look, Jesus Christ just entered the fishing dock and then spoke to, to, to Simon Peter. And, and his brother. I was like, look, follow me. 
Follow me. Follow me. Can you follow me? Do you understand? Can you follow me? I'll make you fishers of men. And they followed him. Until today, we have been naming our children after fishermen and all kinds of, of, of tax collectors and all kinds of people. Why? Because they followed Christ. Because they didn't say, oh, Jesus, you know, I need to finish some one, two things in my area. You know, Jesus, there's this girl. I've been chasing her for like the longest time. Jesus, let me just tap the girl. Then I'll come and serve you. Let me just want to, you know, Jesus, you know, this Christianity thing. You know, when we enter the thing, it's so some ways, like it's so strict. Cannot really have your time and all that. Look, you cannot compromise Christianity. You cannot compromise the word of God. You cannot compromise your faith. If you are looking to close things. Look, there's a certain parable. There was a certain parable. Look, Jesus Christ was talking to a particular person. And the person came to Jesus Christ and told Jesus Christ that he wants to follow him. I think it was a rich man. And he told Jesus Christ that he wanted to follow him. And Jesus Christ said that then he should sell everything. He should sell his properties. He should sell everything that he owns. Everything, literally. And then he should also come and pick up his cross and follow him. And the guy said, oh. Has to go and bury somebody somewhere, somewhere, and do some things. Look, that person never followed Jesus Christ. And the reason being is that there are times in Christianity where you have to be instant, whether it is in season or out of season. There are times where, look, there are times where I've been there, and then maybe it's a Sunday evening, I'm just thinking about uh, my church, I'm thinking about particular people in my church, and then God just speaks to me that, oh, fast and pray from Monday going. Fast and pray. A lot of the things that I've done as a Christian have been sporadic. It's not been planned because the Holy Spirit is not somebody who who just plans things. Do you understand? It's not always a planned thing. Sometimes it's it's very sporadic. It's at a it's, it's at a moment's notice. The Holy Spirit just tells you do this, do that. Amen. A lot of things it just comes. The, the Holy Spirit let them boom and then they do this. So if you if you if you if you if you are the type of Christian that needs planning all the time, you know I've I've actually met up with a couple of people, and I remember there was, there were some particular people that I was trying to meet up with, and then maybe have some sessions with them, and they're like, oh, you 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 should have given me prior notice like a week before, and I said, hey, a week before, I I should I should plan a week ahead, and then I remember I was thinking about it, and I I didn't know I didn't understand, but. There was something that I didn't like about it. It wasn't really sitting well with me. And then I remembered a particular scripture that says that um, um, you guys who plan for tomorrow, who say things like, oh, I'll see you tomorrow, or let's do this tomorrow, you plan ahead and things. And then it's like you don't add by the grace of God. You see, it's like you are trying to, to, you are trying to force life <laughs> to submit to you. And you see, the Bible was saying that you don't hold the power to your life. You don't. You can be gone at, at a moment's notice. You can be gone at a moment's notice. And I remember I was, just, I was just pondering that scripture. And I said, hey, for me to plan my life a week ahead, it's like I'm trying to tell God how to run my life. Even though we are given free will to live our lives and everything, you know, you have to come to the realization that 
even though you have been given the free will, you must give that will to God. Because look, you look, you 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 are not secured to live just because you are a Christian. It doesn't work like that. Many, many, many powerful men of God have died quite early. And nothing nothing makes you greater than them. Recently, recently I was having a counseling session with this particular lady and we were, were actually having dinner and uh, we're eating and uh, I think I ordered some food or something and then I forgot, to, I, I think I, I, was, I was telling her that oh, I wanted to pray over the food first and then she was like, oh, uh, she will not die. And I was like, oh, what do you mean that if you eat the food, you will not die? And she was trying to say, that, oh, God will not allow me to die. And I was like, it doesn't work like that, sweetheart. <laughs> and I was like, look, anybody can go at a moment's notice. And I was trying to explain to her. And I gave her practical examples of people. You know, so I started to mention people like Miles um, Monroe, very anointed person, very anointed pastor, who died in a plane crash. Do you get it? And I'm not saying he died before his time, but I'm saying that he did not expect that he was going to die when he was on that plane, going to another church. To go and preach. No. Keith Green, another very anointed Christian musician, died at 27. That could have been God's plan. But what I'm trying to say is that you are not promised 100 years. Because a lot of us, a lot of us have it in our mind that, oh, we'll never die early. Oh, my life there, I'm supposed to live beyond 80. But it, it, is, it is grace if you go beyond 80. It is grace and favor. It's God's favor that has come upon your life to be able to live long. So when you stand somewhere and you have that kind of pride about you that God God cannot allow me to die. Why? Because you are a Christian. The Christianity that you are not even taking seriously. Then I, I really fear for you. I really do. I really do. Because you are not greater than these people. You are not. You are not. Look at A.A. Look at, um, a. A. Allen. One of the most anointed evangelists in the world. He died after, after uh, a crusade. He, he held a crusade and he preached. He led millions of souls to Christ. Came back to his hotel. Drank about 13 bottles. I don't know what exactly he drank, but it was alcohol. It was alcohol. Drank himself to death. What makes you greater than these people? So if you stand somewhere and then, and then you have this pride about you, that, oh, <laughs> I'm a Christian, so I cannot die. You are playing with your life. Because we have a limited time to do the things God has called us to do. So my dear Christian sister, my dear Christian brother, evangelize. Evangelize. Win souls for Christ. Amen. It is so important. My third point, through evangelism, many people would be encouraged. Because the gospel is the good news. Now, you see, you realize that for those of us who are born again, you realize that your life has totally changed. There's a certain kind of peace that has reigned in your life since there's a certain kind of joy that you received since you received the good news. You see, the word of God and then the, the good news of the gospel, it comes to encourage us. It comes to give us hope. It gives us joy. It gives us many good things. So, so you realize that you are encouraged because you realize that your life was going in a roundabout session. But at this point, you realize that this good news has come 
to guide you. Because look, let me let me let me ask you a question. What is your life without Christ? You find yourself in a world, you are born into this world. You don't even understand why you came into this world. You are told to study. You are pushed into school. You will study, ah, finish school. What next? They are told that <laughs> it, it look, people even say that adulthood is a scam. You realize that you you study that, and your, our parents will tell us that, oh, study hard now, study hard now. When, when you finish school, you can sleep. <laughs> then you become an adult, and you realize that you can't, it's even more gruesome because now you are working for yourself, you are working for money because your parents are, are no longer supporting you because you're an adult now. So you become an adult, and you're adulting. You adult, ah, get kids, go up, get grandkids, and then you die. So what, what then is your life? If, if Christ is not in your life, you have just basically come and joined the cycle. You have come, learned adulthood, grand, grand adulthood, and then died. What is your life? What, what, did you, what did you do in life? What did you do with your life? Nothing. Because, you see, there's a certain kind of, of, of purpose that Christ gives you. Because we're, we were all created with a purpose. And if you don't, if you don't find Christ, you don't find your purpose. I'm telling you. So you find people creating all kinds of purposes. Look, why do you think a lot of these rich people who don't know what to do with their money, they end up entering like, um, uh, what's it called, charities and, and coming to Africa to come, and, to come and give us hand-me-downs and things. It's because they don't know what to do with their lives anymore. They've done so much. They've gotten so much money. They don't know what purpose again they serve. So they feel like, okay, let me just go and help the people who don't have because they lack purpose usually so they are trying to find purpose so they find purpose in in charitable acts but you see your purpose is in christ amen so you must learn to evangelize because the word of god and the good news of christ gives hope it encourages people it helps people find their purpose in this life hallelujah i want to give you the last point Evangelism is important because it is an opportunity to work directly with and for God. Amen. You are working directly with and for God. Luke 10, verse 2. Let me quickly read. The Bible says that, Therefore said he unto them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. Hallelujah. You see, the Bible is teaching us that one of the main important things about evangelism is that it gives you an opportunity to work for God. A lot of us, like I said, you, we don't have purpose. We, all we know is that we've come to the earth, we, we are learning, we study, we, we study, we, we get work, we get a family, we die, and that's it. It, it, it's almost like a general cycle. Everybody is going through that cycle. Do you understand? But the word of God gives you purpose. The word of God gives you purpose. Evangelism is purpose. It's a basic thing for a Christian to know. It's a basic thing for a Christian to do. So evangelism gives you the purpose. You work for God. Amen. Now let me tell you something. You are not too young. You are not too old to be working for God. Look, the earliest um, recorded um, lady who's who's given birth is nine year is nine years old, and it wasn't rape, it wasn't rape, it wasn't forced or anything. It was con- it was it was it was consensual. 
a nine-year-old consented to another underage person and they had sex and she gave birth. Now, if, you, if a nine-year-old can be having sex and giving birth, what is preventing you from taking the gospel and preaching it to other people? If a nine-year-old can do what it takes to give birth, to reproduce another human being, what does it take for you to reproduce another human being in Christ? Why, why are you hindering yourself with your age? Why are you using your age? Why are you using your, your experiences in life to hinder the word of God from working in your life? It is an excuse and you need to overcome it. Because you see, evangelism gives you an opportunity to work for God. You work for Christ. Because the Bible says that what? It says, pray the harvest that he will send what? More laborers. Because the harvest truly is plenty, but the laborers are few. The harvest is plenty. There are so many souls in the world. But the laborers, the people who say souls are few, the people who do the evangelism are few. Why are you not part of the few? Why are you not making up for them to be more than few? What is preventing you from, from evangelizing as a Christian? You need to overcome all these things and you need to put yourself down and evangelize because you will not go far as a Christian if you are lacking certain basic principles. Amen. Let us evangelize because Christianity isn't a come and bless me movement. No, it's not. It's not a, it's not a I need a car movement. I need a house movement. It's not a God bless me movement. No. The Bible says that Christianity is a warfare. So why are you expecting peace in your life? Why are you expecting everything to be rosy? Why are you expecting everything to be fun? It's like you come to Christ and you're expecting that everything is fun and games. No. But the Bible says that but it, the, 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 the work of God, it's not, just, it's not just food and drink. But it is work in Christ. Amen. We have to learn how to work in Christ. We have to learn how to evangelize. Because God has called us to be soul winners and God has called us to evangelize. Let me just pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before you. Father, I pray for everyone at the sound of my voice. Father, I pray that you save every soul. Father, I pray, Lord, that let salvation reach every life. I pray that let salvation reach every soul. I pray that you cause more soul winners to rise up. I pray that you cause more soul winners to go forth and preach your word. Father, may we not just sit in our homes. May we not just be comfortable with our Christianity, but Father, may we go forth. May we do well. Father, may we take the gospel. May we not be selfish with your word. May we not just receive a blessing and keep it with us, but Father, may we spread that good thing, that good news that we have received from you, Lord. Father, may we be so winners. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want to do something else. Uh, I want to offer someone salvation. Maybe you're a Christian, you have not given your life to Christ. Maybe you don't know where you, you, you'll be if you die today. You are not sure. Maybe when you think about heaven, your heart beats. The Bible says that Jesus said, Revelations 20, he said, I stand at the door of your heart and I knock. If you open, I'll enter and I'll be with you and you'll be with me. Maybe your heart beats. When you, when, when you think about heaven, when you think about dying, when you think about salvation and eternity, the Bible says that Jesus knocks at the door of your heart. Maybe that's why your heart always beats. 
I want to offer someone salvation today. You want to say, Jesus, I want to give my life to you. Jesus, I'm tired of running around. I'm tired of the games. I'm tired of playing around. I'm tired of the bad things I've been doing. I'm tired of fooling around. I'm tired of the fornication. I'm tired of the lust. I'm tired of, of, of the stealing. I'm tired of the lying. I'm tired of everything, Jesus. I want to live right by you. I want to give your life to Jesus. I just want you to close your eyes and say this prayer with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I come before you today. I thank you, Jesus, for everything you've done in my life. Please come into my heart, Jesus. Please change me, Jesus. Please mold me, Jesus. Turn my life around, Jesus. I no longer want to serve the devil. I want to serve you, Jesus. I want to work for you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for salvation. In Jesus' name I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. If you said this prayer, I want to just assure you that you, you are saved, you are born again. Amen. You can talk to me. You can text me after this service. You can, you can DM me. And I'll talk to you. There are some things that I would like to talk to you about. If you give your life to Christ, I'd like to talk to you after this particular service. I'd like to I'd like to explain certain things to you because giving your life to Christ is like the beginning of, of, of your Christian life. So I'd like to guide you through. So to give your life to Christ, kindly DM me, and I know that God is going to continue to do great things. We've come to the end of our time together. Join us next time and thank you for listening. God bless you.